Here we are now. <laughs> oh, I am so excited. I am so excited about this one. This is another episode of the Andrew Lake podcast. And oh, I'm just giddy with excitement getting into this one. But before we get too far, let me just say what I normally say, which is if you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake podcast, please share your favorite episode as this will help me find my audience. This will help to find the people who are ready to hear what we are talking about here. And today, I would like to talk to you about something so exciting, something so amazing. My God, this is this is really a special edition. It's a special edition episode of the Andrew Lake podcast because what we're talking about is the world's most powerful awareness technique. This is the most the the deepest thing that I've found out of all the consciousness techniques and processes that I've studied, which is so many at this stage. And <laughs> well, there's there's been quite a few of the the world's most something. Like we had we had the world's most powerful breathing technique. We had the most powerful what are some of the others we had the most powerful emotional technique we've had the world's most powerful meditation technique and now this is the world's most powerful awareness technique or awareness intensive now understand that this is this is heavy stuff it's nuanced there's a literature behind it so it's not something that can just be swallowed in one spoonful it's not a mouthful thing it's a it's a very big it's like a whole menu there's a whole real thing to it so <laughs> wow let's i'm just i'm so excited i'm so oh this is so amazing i'm so glad that you've stumbled upon this and i'm so happy to be talking about this i don't know where to begin i never know when to begin where to begin when i'm so excited when when i'm bringing something so amazing to you but, well, we got to start somewhere, so let's start with what it is. Well, this technique is called Tell Me Who Is In. Now, I have done a series already, which is titled Tell Me Who Is Speaking. And we talked a little bit about Tell Me Who Is In in that series. But now we're actually going into tell me who is in. Now we're going to look at this in a little bit more detail and really go into some of the history. We're going to really understand its nuts and bolts more fundamentally. So if you'd like, you can go back and listen to my series, Tell Me Who Is In. Sorry, Tell Me Who Is Speaking. And that's where I actually answered the koan, Tell Me Who Is Speaking. And there's a whole bunch of things around that. That will explain itself over there. But this is different. This is where we actually go to the roots. This is where we actually go into the history of the real deal. Back there, we were doing something a little bit experimental. This is the stuff that is the real heavy stuff. So, tell me who is in. 
Well, it's a koan. It's an imperative. It's an awareness technique imperative. And there's a whole history to it, and there's a whole lot of different structures to it. So where to begin? Well, where does this come from? Where does this idea come from? And how do we end up with it here today? And what are the different forms it takes? And what are the different experiences that happen? What happens with this awareness technique? Well, let's begin at the start. Now, in the 1960s, there were two prominent consciousness teachers by the names of Charles Berner and Mona Sosna. And they created an Enlightenment Intensive. Now, this Enlightenment Intensive was meticulously designed, highly structured, and it combined many ancient spiritual practices, but most notably the use of answering koans in real time. So that means you get asked a koan and you have to give the answer. And that's really one of the fundamental staples to the Enlightenment Intensive. Now, the actual structure of the Enlightenment Intensive that Charles Berner and Mona Sosna created in the 60s is quite complex. It's quite deep. And there's a lot of different things onto it. And there's a whole book, there's a whole what do you call a a guide or a how-to? What's what's the word for the procedure of something, for the document that's a procedure of something? Whatever that word is. There's a whole book basically written on how it's meant to be done. And it contained a whole bunch of things. So you would, first of all, at the core of it, you would answer the koan in pairs. And we'll go into detail soon as to what that entails. But then there's also time for quiet meditation. And then there's also time for contemplation. And then there was also changes in the koan. And there was also kind of interactions between the participants and the facilitators. And there's this whole thing on the facilitators and what their role is and how they work and what they're looking out for and Then there's also a big literature on, well, what is enlightenment and what is it that you're actually looking for and how could you find something that can't be found and all of that gets very deep as well and there's a lot of things that need to be understood, at least on a basic level, if you're going to do one of these intensives. And that's sort of a ABC version of the enlightenment intensive that Charles Berner and Mona Sosna created in the 1960s. Now, to say a little bit more about the answering of the koan, and also later on what happened was Osho came along as a spiritual teacher, as a spiritual revolutionary, and he took this enlightenment tensive and he sort of put his own spin on it. Now, there are lots of things that Osho put his own spin on and he developed. And he was also in collaboration with a sannyasin by the name of Samudro Prem that they were able to develop more the awareness intensive that Mona Sosna and Charles Berner had pioneered. So Osho made a few changes, and most notably is that he changed the koan from 
tell me who you are to tell me who is in. So in the original version, you would sit down and you would answer this koan, tell me who you are. And that comes from the ancient Zen koan, who am I? So when you're answering it on yourself, you just ask yourself, you say, who am I? And that's it. And when you do it in pairs, when you have someone actually sitting in front of you, then you have someone say, who are you? Now, Osho and his sannyasins developed this thing, which was basically that you don't say who you are because you already are. You just are. You are. That's it. You are. So they changed the koan to tell me who is in. And that's a little bit more ambiguous. It's a little bit more strange. It's a little bit more like, well, what what does that mean? What exactly do you mean? Do you mean who's in these clothes or who's in this room or who's in this space or who's in this state of mind? What does it mean? What does it mean to say who is in? Tell me who is in. And they found that that was more effective. They found that that was something that got better results according to their experiments and their developments of the process. Now, basically, what you would do is, the way it's structured to answer one of these koans, or to do what we call one set, is you would have 40 minutes, and you would work in pairs, and you would sit down across from someone and you would make eye contact and every five minutes you would each take turns to say to the other, tell me who is in. And then the other would answer. So it would be five minutes, you answering, tell me who is in. And then at the end, a bell would go off or something would signify the five minutes. And then you'd say to your partner, tell me who is in. And then they would answer it. As you're sitting there, you're instructed not to respond to your partner. You are instructed only to be a a dead straight poker face and yet also to maintain eye contact. And this, this is so trippy when this happens. If you've ever had the chance to do this, there's something that switches on. And also another component, which I shouldn't leave out, which is that you shouldn't refer to your partner. So you're, you're only self-centered. You're only talking about your own experience. You shouldn't be responding to something that they've said in a previous part of the set. And I've participated in this. I've done, I did two sets on two different occasions. And in an instant, in a moment, you see that something is happening. You feel the consciousness working through you, even after just one set, just 40 minutes of sitting there and answering this, talking into someone with your eyes in full eye contact, constant eye contact. It is spooky. And when they do these as intensives, they actually do something like, 10 to 12 sets per day, every day, for something like 7 to 10 days. Now, there are stories, and I've heard stories, of different versions of 
this awareness intensive. And when Osho was alive or in the body, as they say, there were some really hardcore versions. Now, I spoke to one lady and she said, she said she did it in a group with 100 people. And that meant that you would actually be changing partners every set. So you'd have a different person every time. And they were doing it from 4 a.m. till 10 at night. So you'd be sleeping in a room, soundproof room, underground, padded cells. 4 a.m., the light turns on and the facilitator is banging a drum saying, tell me who is in, tell me who is in. And you are expected to bang instantly, wake up and start your set a second after waking up. Then you've done your first set. You go to dynamic meditation. You do Osho dynamic meditation, which I've talked about and explained in the past. So if you want to know more about that, you can listen to that conversation. Then you go back for another set. Then you have breakfast. Then another set. Then another set. Then lunch. Then another set. Then kundalini. Then another set. Then evening meeting. And then another set. And then bed. And this is constant day in, day out, of having this koan hammered into you. Sun up to sundown, you are on the edge of your feet. And this lady who was telling me this, she was saying that they would do this constantly and do probably how God knows how many sets each day. She said that after three days, you have no idea what's going on. You, you are completely gone. You're completely gone. You are so far out of it. You are in the stratosphere. You don't know your name. You don't know where you are. You don't know what you're saying. You're starting to forget your speech. You're starting to forget how to actually speak, how to form words. You don't know what's happening next. You don't know what time of day it is. You literally lose all sense of what you are. You are gone. And what can happen in that moment is what they call the satori, which is the breaking through, the bursting through, the enlightenment peak, the complete rapturing. And there are, there are all sorts of stories about you know people screaming and, and tearing their clothes and, and just tears pouring down their face and laughter and, and dancing and all, all sorts of things. All sorts of things happen as manifestations of the Satori breakthrough. And once that's happened, she said that that can happen sometimes on the third or fourth day in a 10-day process. Once that's happened, they change the koan on you and you actually start again and you go down into the layers in a different way and it happens all again. And of course, not only this, but you actually witness it happening with other people because you're watching whoever is across from you doing their thing, and you're not supposed to respond. (laughs) That's part of the head trip. That's part of the build-up of the consciousness. So these awareness intensives, these are, well, they call them intensives because they're intense. Yeah, they're highly structured. You can't have anything on the agenda. And you're going into this. It's the only thing you're going to be doing from for 24-7, for 10 days straight. Now, I haven't done the who is in awareness intensive for that many days. I've only done two sets of it on two different occasions. 
But I have done other awareness intensives that are structured in that way. I've done other processes that, well, are either structured in that way or in similar ways to that. And if you experienced with this sort of thing, if you've done even just a couple of these things or you've heard about these things and you have a bit of an idea of what's involved in them, then an awareness intensive starts to get this kind of it starts to get this kind of energy around it. And you can sense going into these. You can sense the anticipation. You can sense the potentiality. And it's thick in the air. It's like it's this heavy thing. It's this heavy, heavy sort of almost like a foreboding. It's almost ominous in how heavy it is. And it's it's the potentiality that something hugely, ghastly important can happen. Something, prof- something just, just like pr- profound doesn't even do it. Like profound is not even a big enough word for it. It's just this complete, just utter cataclysmic shattering. And when you know that that can happen and that it's basically, well, it's guaranteed to happen. You know, these processes work. These processes are proven and they're refined. And that, well, that just gives a sense of reverence for these these processes. It gives a sense of like, you can't put these into words. You can't even describe these. Like the enthusiasm that I'm bringing to it now comes from my experiences with it, but it doesn't even come close to what it's like to experience that and what it's like to be involved in that. Now, of course, also, I should say that it's not always so serious. You know, I'm a pretty serious guy. That's one of the things I've <laughs> that's one of the things I've had to work on is how serious I am. <laughs> and there's also moments to say, that is to say that it's not always serious. I mean, you have different people in there. And so, it's not all like serious and foreboding in that sense. Like, it's not all graveyard vibes. There is also fun and play and joking and lightheartedness and childishness and innocence and those sorts of things. So don't get the impression that just because of the way that I'm explaining it to you, that's how it is and that's what to expect. Because what I'm explaining is something that actually allows you to explore all the nooks and crannies heights and depths of consciousness, which is something that contains the full spectrum of everything that we can experience. And it's just coming across this way because of, well, how the limited words I have and the limited sort of moment-to-moment sort of expressions that I have in order to, that I can use in order to get the message across. So the koan was changed to get back into a little bit more of the history. The The process was then changed and developed again after Osho's time. And it's well institutionalized now. I mean, it's now pretty much set in stone. But there are still further changes that happen. And of course, it's different every time because it's different people doing it. You know, you have different facilitators, you have different participants, you have different settings, and it's always 
it's always different anyway because you bring your own consciousness to it. You bring your own structure to it. So the, the structure of, and this is not to confuse your personal structure or the structure of your consciousness and the structure of the course. The structure of the course is something that, well, you don't really need to know how it works or why it works. It is a little bit mysterious. It is a little bit like no one's going to no one's going to really explain much to you as to why it works or how it's happening or why it is they're doing certain things. You just sort of have to go with it. You don't have time for that. You just have to follow the instructions and do it. And coming out on the other side of that, I mean, oh my God, oh my God. I mean, I was fortunate enough to be able to speak with people who, oh my God, these people, when you see people go through this, and that's something that I've been fortunate enough to see is I actually saw a before and after of people who had didn't done one of these courses, one of these intensives, and it's just, I mean, I don't, like what? What can I say? I don't even. I don't even know if I want to say anything about it. I mean, it's so. It's so precious to. Have spoken to those people to have seen that. That, it just doesn't seem right to even say much about it. It doesn't seem right to really. It just it just doesn't. It doesn't seem right. And it's not like I'm trying to withhold a kind of sacred memory that I have that I think will be tainted by speaking it out to the world or anything like that. It's just that there are some things you can't put words on. And so many times we come up against that and then we try and then we say, okay, well, we recognize we can't put words on it, but let's just try anyway for the sake of getting a bit of the essence across, getting at least something, communicating at least part of the message. But here, well, like the, I mean, the the people, the people that I saw who had been through that, oh, man, like, you, you want a picture of beauty? You want a picture of you want a picture of what it means to find home? You want a picture of what it means for someone to find all that they've been born to find? Well that that's what we're talking about. That's what this comes that's what this comes to. It brings tears. I'm crying right now. I have tears pouring down my face right now, thinking about it, thinking about these people, struggling to put words to what it was like to see them and to talk to them. And of course, this is a sort of happening that wasn't just for this particular 
awareness intensive, but for many of them, and more broadly, I can, I can talk about, well, do people change? That's probably another conversation for another day. That's probably a separate topic, which is related here, but it's really too deep to go into. But fundamentally, and to sort of get back on, on track, you just need to understand that this is heavy stuff. This is some of the most powerful, cutting-edge stuff. Like th- three days for a breakthrough is unheard of in traditional meditations. Traditional meditations usually say, meditate two hours a day for 40 years, then maybe. Traditional meditations say, do it every day for the rest of your life, and maybe. Three days for this kind of breakthrough, for this kind of experience is is so powerful. And there's no drugs, no drugs at all. It's uh, it's 100% sober. In fact, it's even... It's even more sober than sober because you're not eating meat, you're not having dairy, you're having high raw food count, you're not having high sugar, you're not even eating that much on some days. You know, some, in, some awareness intensives actually use less food as a part of one of their awareness mechanisms. They actually use fasting, well, not full fasting, but a kind of fasting as a way of putting you on edge. And that's really, well, it's really something to say, okay, I have to try this. There's something to be there's something to be learned from this, which is of extreme importance. And there is a DIY do-it-yourself home version of this, which is what I demonstrated or was experimenting with in the series, Tell Me Who Is Speaking. I was actually trying to adapt this technique, tell me who is in, to speaking and to just audio voice listening. So you can, as I've said before earlier in this conversation, look more there. But just to do this koan by yourself at home, you can do it. You can do it. And all you've got to do is get a mirror. You get a big-ass mirror. You sit in front of it and you keep eye contact with yourself because... The mirror can serve the same function as a person. It's not it's not exactly the same, but the function is the same. So if you don't have someone to if you don't have a partner to do this with, if you do have a partner, great, you can do this with them. But the I lost my train of thought. I'm just so I'm just so f- flipped out right now. There's so much that is bubbling talking about this. Just give me a moment to collect myself because this is so overwhelming just to talk about. So, do it yourself. You get your mirror, you sit in front of your mirror, you keep eye contact with it, you set your timer for 40 minutes and you say, tell me who is in and you answer it. And what I might actually do is I'll record a set for you so that every five minutes you have someone saying, tell me who is in. And in fact, my plan is after this to actually demonstrate again 
tell me who is in, but not record it and do it as a trip report. Because in that series, Tell Me Who Is Speaking, part of the problem was that I was addressing who was listening to me. And I had this thing of who was listening. So what I'm going to do in the coming episodes, the next series that you'll hear on this podcast is who is in trip report. And I'll do seven days and I'll just do one report each day of two sets at home. And I'll talk about all this again there so you can have more details of the exact structure. And probably by the time you're listening to this, that's, that series will already be out. So you can go straight there and listen to it and actually hear how we can take something which is so deep, so profound, so intense and translate it into home meditation. Do it yourself. And of course, you're not getting the full dosage, so you wouldn't expect a full satori, but you'd still get some of the essence. You get some of the flavor. You get some of the fragrance. So that's what's coming up. And this conversation here is served as a kind of illustration of the history and what to expect and just to understand how how significant it is. So if you'd like to do further research, you can also look up Charles Berner and Mona Sosna. And you can look at the original Enlightenment Intensive. I believe it still happens in different forms. And you can also look up Osho and Samudro Prem and what they did. And you can find out more about these things. And you can learn all about Awareness Intensives. You can learn all about meditation and all these things. And you can have these glorious moments. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, the... The glory of being alive. The glory of existence. I mean, how many things in life even try to put you in touch with that? Even just saying that as something is important is rare, let alone something that actually delivers, something that gives you that. If you find that, if you've found this, do not waste it. Do not underestimate how profound it is, how important it is. So that's a little bit about it. There's going to be more. Look out for the series. The series will be called Who is in Trip Report or something like that. And it will be seven days. There will also be an introduction episode for that. And also look out for the set that I will record, which you can listen to at home for your own using. This is for your own listening along. So that will be where you sit down in front of your mirror and then you hear the bells going off at the start and at the end so you know when it's the start and the end. And you'll hear my voice every five minutes say, tell me who is in. And it will be silence in between them so you can actually talk to yourself. And you can actually do it along. So I'll record that for you and I'll actually be using that myself. I'll be using that track for my trip reports or for my trip, I should say. (laughs) I'm going on a trip. So look out for that. That's where you go to next. Thanks very much for listening. And that's all I have to say for now.